This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Bored of too many ads and dull, meaningless chat? We've got neither. Joy Drive, smart, fun radio. The first day of school can be exciting for some kids and for others it can be frightening. It's such a big change to absorb and deciding what to wear is often taken out of the equation as long as you've got the school uniform sorted. But what if you're a trans kid and you don't feel comfortable wearing the boys' uniform? The first question about school might be, why can't I wear a dress? Well, Chris Townley is a postdoctoral research fellow from Western Sydney University, has been researching what schools can learn from early learning settings such as kindergartens so that they can better support trans kids. Chris, welcome to Joy Drive. Thanks, Warren. It's very exciting to be talking with you. Now, kids might ask, I suppose, what's for lunch when they first start school. If a trans kid has to question why they have to wear something that makes them feel uncomfortable at the beginning of their school life, what expectation about school does it set up for them? Well, I think it can be a bit of a shock for some kids. So in early learning, they've been, if they're lucky, and mostly this happens, able to wear whatever they want. And now they've got to think about going to big school and lots of kids get really excited about getting the uniform and the lunchbox ready. But it's a really difficult thing for families with trans kids. And it might be the first time, really, that your kids had to wear something that declares their gender. And it might be the first time that they've actually gone, actually, this isn't suit me. And some of them are like, I I thought I'd be able to wear a dress, but you're telling me that I can't. You know, what's going on here? Do we find, is it easy for trans kids to switch to the uniform that they do prefer or do they get a lot of resistance? Well, I I think, um, oh, okay, so you're asking about how the schools respond to that. Yeah. Mm. Well, in the research that I've done where I've been talking to parents about their journeys with their trans kids, Some kids go to school where boys and girls even have different colored jumpers or they have different color socks and that's what they find difficult. And some schools are okay with that. Some schools, if you go to them and you say, oh, actually, my child's not comfortable wearing this dress because they'd rather be out there wearing shorts or or trousers. Some schools go with that and they're quite happy. So... You know, the school that my kid was at, they were like, OK, well, it's fine. You don't have, it doesn't matter which piece of uniform you wear, but you need to wear something from the uniform shop that is school uniform. Um, and so that gave us an enormous amount of flexibility. But in my research, there were, you know, families where you really had to wear the proper uniform for your gender to the letter of that, down to the colour of the socks. And it's different for different trans kids. So some kids have done a social transition already before they've got to school. And some of them even go into school and they're still stealth. And so they just wear the uniform that they want to wear and the school doesn't actually know um, how tricky that choice has been. Other kids don't, might not socially transition before school because it's been really comfortable in early childhood. Um, and they might try and switch uniforms in the first two or three years of school. And schools have got different responses to that. Chris, tell us about your research and why you decided to look at early learning centres. Are they doing it better than the schools? Look, I think they are. So my research actually had a bigger scope than that. 
So I'm trying to understand what it is that parents know. They've built up all this knowledge about how to support trans kids and we really need to get that knowledge out into the world. So I interviewed 18 parents from 15 families, so talking about 15 trans kids across Australia. And I was really very broad in that scope. I was like, tell me about the touch points that you've had with any form of service or health service or education service. So people talked about health, they talked about education. Um, and I was actually quite surprised that one of the really important things that came up was this difference between early childhood and primary school. I hadn't really clocked that this was going to be such a big issue for, for 12 of the families. And what is it that the uh, early learning uh, centres are doing that's better? Well, in Australia, early learning centres are very focused on the child. So they put the child at the centre of the learning. The child is there to play, explore their identity, have their, their family reinforced, have their culture reinforced. Um, and really the lead follows, the, the learning follows the lead of the child. But in schools, that doesn't happen. And there's, you know, a, a curriculum that needs to be followed. There are school rules. There are practices that have developed about the way that we organize stuff. Even down to, you know, boys have got to put their lunchbox in this crate and girls have got to put, got to put their lunchbox in this crate. And at sports day, you've got to either play with the boys or you've got to compete with the girls and you've got to go to the boys' toilets or the girls' toilets. There isn't any of that in early childhood and even the toilets are all gender toilets in early childhood. So those are some of the main differences. It's interesting as you're talking, I'm actually thinking of, you know, early, like my kindergarten. I loved it. It was so much fun. And it, the anxiety started when I went to our primary school. And we had all these expectations put on us. Are trans kids, I suppose, often labelled as the naughty kids in a strict environment because, you know, they seem to be breaking these strict rules just to be themselves? Yeah, definitely. Or, or, or maybe they're definitely the rule breakers and schools don't necessarily say oh you're naughty mm. but what schools do is see them as a particular individual problem that just won't get with the program and do what they're supposed to do in the way that stuff's organized um, and as time goes on then they they do get construed as naughtier and naughtier particularly I think into high school so it's that, that the rules don't suit them they try to negotiate, their families try to negotiate working around those rules and schools usually just see that as a problem that they kind of have to manage, you know, so that all the other kids, you know, imagine if all those other kids wanted to wear the wrong mm. uniform too, which we know is a really ridiculous feel, fear because, well, so what if they do? But, you know, schools are really scared of, oh, what if some of the other boys want to wear a dress as well? which, you know, to us seems like a ridiculous fear, but it's very strong in the school system. We're chatting with Chris Townley, postdoctoral research fellow from Western Sydney University about what it's like for trans kids on their first day and uh, more in school. Uh, Chris, how prepared are the teachers to be able to support trans kids? Is it just the school and the rules and the system that is strict or are the teachers a little bit more relaxed? Well, I think that teachers want to do the best for kids and I heard stories where well I heard stories of teachers that just weren't interested in using kids preferred names or preferred pronouns I also heard stories of 
teachers and people in schools that were really helpful, like a wellbeing officer that said, well, here's all the different uniforms. You just pick what it is that you want and we'll go with that. I also heard stories of a lot of teachers, I think, are in the middle where they know they need to support trans kids, but they don't really know how and they don't have the confidence and they don't understand which pronoun they're supposed to use and they don't understand how they can support them. And so that's where we do need to get these resources and this parent knowledge out into the world so they get that. What I'll also say is those teachers that want to help, actually it's quite difficult to do that in the face of all of those norms and rules that are mm. embedded in the school system. What I haven't mentioned is um, it's, it's, it's almost in some ways easier for binary trans kids who might negotiate with the school that the girl uniform doesn't, isn't what they want and they, take, they wear the boy uniform, they negotiate going to the boys' toilets, they change the system to take on boy gender. That, that, that's hard to make happen, but it's sometimes easier than the non-binary kid that's like, actually, I don't fit in this box or this box. And what the school system is saying to them is, you know, there's not really a place for you here if you can't pick one of those boxes. And we know that's a really terrible thing to say to people. Definitely. Chris, uh, we're about to run out of time. But before we do, what are the big ticket items that you think schools should start doing differently now to make it easier for all kids? Uh, well, so I think the big ticket item for trans kids is use their preferred names and pronouns. But the big ticket item for all kids is make sure that you protect kids' privacy in toilets and all kids and let them use whichever toilets and have more gender toilets. And also have a range of uniform items and let kids pick them. And that's really good for the girls that also don't want to dread wear dresses. A lot of girls out there that just want to be running around in mm. shorts too. We just got a message in saying, why not move to genderless uniforms across the board? Wearing skirts and dresses is nothing but a burden to navigate, constantly trying not to flash your underwear, limits activities and sexualizes girls and young women in society. Yep, I, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. What I would also add is that trans girls, they actually really want to wear dresses and be seen as girls mm. and take part in girl culture. So I think I, I completely agree that, that every kid should have the choice of genderless uniform, but, but uniform is gendered. And so those kids that do want to pick a binary choice with their uniform, because that affirms them, we need to allow that. We need to have that happen too. Chris, great to chat with you. Thanks for joining us on Drive today. A pleasure, Warren. Thank you. That is Chris Townley, postdoctoral research fellow from Western Sydney University. And that is it for me. Joy Drive on Joy 94.9 FM in Melbourne, Joy on your digital radio, iHeartRadio, tunein.com or the Joy app. No matter where you are. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.